When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the time is here for our season wrap-up show. We got some good news, we got some bad news, and we got some news in between. We're going to cover it all, top to bottom, and uh, we're going to get rocking and rolling for this 2023 season. As always, Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans. He is the baddest man in the NFL. And he just took her to the house. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. I'm joined always by my two co-hosts, Jarrett and Vin. Um, we knew the day of reckoning would come, uh, at least for the first part portion of this podcast being our season. Uh, we had a winning in-game. All the cards were stacked against us. We all thought we would give it a fighter's chance, and that's what we did. Um, I thought we were going to pull it off. I know the two of you probably did as well, but Unfortunately, we weren't able to do enough, and we fell to the Jacksonville Jaguars week 18 by a final score of 20 to 16. As I'm sure none of you are surprised by, this team could not score over 20 points. And if they did, they'd be playing next week. Well, there's a lot of reasons for that, and we're going to dive into all of them. But as always, I'll jump to the two of you for your recaps, emotions, reactions of that unfortunate ending to our season that we witnessed on Saturday night. Jarrett, why don't you start us off? Well, listen, like you said, it's definitely an abrupt ending to the season, but there is some positive that comes out of it. We locked up the 11th seed in the draft. I mean, 11th pick in the draft, and uh, we got some well-assisted coaches that were fired today. But we'll also get into that. But uh, as for the game, man, the defense again showed up, and they continue to be the backbone of this uh, team. Uh, all season long, um, 13 points they let up against the Jaguars, the abysmal Jaguars, who I thought had a horrible game in the second half because the, 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 the defense just absolutely um, murdered them in the second half. But um, coming down to it, I think the whole thing was all about special teams in the second half. Uh, the special teams, Ackerman can be another one that can go to on my list, uh, along with the other ones that went today. But um, the field position swing in the second half, it felt like we were always behind the eight ball starting on our own 15. We could not get anything going with uh, Downing showing up again in the second half by not scheming up the plays to um, get things going. We ran the ball 18. I mean, we ran the ball 18 times on first down out of our 21 first downs and threw the ball three times. In those three times that we threw the ball, it generated 40 yards and for a touchdown. I don't know how he kept the job all season and how he did not keep defenses on his toes. But um, like I said, the, the special teams was horrible. The Jaguars had their, had their showing on the, uh, in the, in the second half, but they still didn't do anything. Josh Dobbs, I thought looked great. I know we're going to get into him with the quarterback play. Um, he looked poised in the pocket. He's going to be a solid backup quarterback. I know some of us don't agree with that, 
but he's going to be a solid backup quarterback for us in the future. So, uh, grease ball down. Vin, what do you what do you think about this game? Um, you know, I, I it's I feel like a broken record. I've felt this way for a long time. It's the same story, different chapter. We came out ready to go, had an early lead, but we can't finish, and that's been the story all year. So, as much as I felt like we were going to win at a certain point jared and i were texting earlier in the day and i said dude i just have a gut feeling we're gonna lose on some dumb shit real late in the game and of course that's what happened you know a strip sack for a touchdown um you know you can't blame dobbs I think Dobbs is going to be a great backup for us going forward and is serviceable should you need him in a spot start or to come in for somebody. Um, you know, there was there were some things that, you know, were good. Our defense, you know, stout as always, um, you know, but it's just way too inconsistent, especially on the offensive side. I mean, it's, it's sad to say, but at this point in the year, we were – you just feel like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. When things are going right, you're like, okay, it, when's it going to happen? And it happened again. Um, you know, thankfully, we don't have to deal with, with downing anymore. We'll get into that later. But it was just such a lack of creativity. Um, you know, of course, we were all, you know, disheartened, dis, had a disheartening feeling at the end of the game when it was over. But I mean, we were just delaying the inevitable if we had won this game. There's no way we were going to make a serious run, no matter how good Dobbs was playing, um, you know. So, all in all, you know, there's a lot of questions uh, going into the offseason. But the actual game, you know, and really the season, you got to give it to the Jags. You know, they could have gave up a while ago, um, but they didn't. They they played their ass off the second half of the year, and they won the division. So, you know, I'm a big believer and you give props when props are due. And, you know, we might have done things to help give the game away. But guess what? They won. And you got to give them credit. And, um, you know, that being said, I'm sure Sal's reaction will be a lot louder than mine. No. got to keep my, my pressure down nowadays. But uh, I'll, I'll as bland as that answer might have sounded, that's kind of like our season in a nutshell, basically, you know. Yeah. Uh, so go for it, Sal. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go nuts over this one. Uh, realistically, like I said, I, I wanted them to win this game. I really did. Uh, I live for playoff football, and I want my team in it every year. So I wanted them to win this game. But in hindsight, it's a blessing they lost. It really is, because the bottom line is the offensive line was never going to allow this team to make any kind of run. Uh, and frankly, you know, with an offensive line like they had. You're, you're just like Vin said, you're delaying in the inevitable. I think we could have had Patrick Mahomes back there and he might have been able to do enough to win that game, but you're not winning a Super Bowl with Dennis Daly at left tackle. It's just, it's never happening in a zillion years. So if that was the way we had to get rid of and, and make all the changes that we just made already today, then so be it. So after now that it's all said and done, I'm happy. I'm really happy they lost because the bottom line is they're going to get the 11th pick in the draft. Uh, they made some cuts already that we're going to get into. Um, it's just uh, it's just an unfortunate situation that we all had to witness over the past two months, and it all started with uh, the doings of John Robinson. And it absolutely is. I mean, he 
he is the ringmaster of this nightmare season that we put ourselves in between the uh, lack of offensive line depth, um, the constant allegiance to Todd Downing throughout the offseason last year for no reason whatsoever, um, when he had all the opportunities to to right his wrongs during the regular season in the playoffs when he had his whole squad back and he just completely shit the bed and put his quarterback in the worst position possible and he failed miserably the quarterback. But that's, you know, obviously yesterday's news. Um, this team needs a complete overhaul from top to bottom. And we're going to get into already some of the changes they made. But briefly, as far as the, the offensive, you know, play, uh, I think Derrick Henry did everything that he could. Uh, I think Joshua Dobbs did everything he could. Listen, I, I'm going to touch on it very briefly only because uh, realistically, there's very little chance that this kid has an opportunity to fight for a starting role next year. But you look at him in the first half when the offensive line was just bad, not, you know, all world bad. They were just bad. He played out of his mind. I mean, he was looking like Russell Wilson in the first half. He was uh, evading sacks. He was he was uh, mobile, just, you know, sprinting around tackles, running up the sideline, putting balls on a laser beam to the sideline for first downs. The touchdown pass was immaculate to Chig. It was immaculate, that throw. Uh, this kid's got talent, and 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 realistically, I, I, everyone wants to say how they know for certainty that he is an awful quarterback based off of what he's never started in the league. Yeah, he's jumped around. It, it, it listen more times than not when a guy's jumping around the league and doesn't get any starts, he's not good. Doesn't mean every single time that's the case. And I'll tell you, the two starts we saw from him were promising. They really were. The kid, if the kid sees an open receiver and he has more than a half a second. He can put the ball where it needs to be. I, I'm fully confident in that. Now, it doesn't mean I'm he's my first choice, but he has more mobility than Ryan Tannehill. And no one's going to tell me that if you gave him an offensive line that you know for certainty that Ryan Tannehill would outperform Joshua Dobbs next year if you gave him an offensive line. You can have your opinion, but no one's going to tell me it's a fact. There's no evidence to show that it wouldn't be because the two starts that we saw, when he had protection, he played well. So... Uh, I was very impressed with Joshua Dobbs. It wasn't his fault for the interception. He had a guy about to crack him in the face before he threw it. And obviously the fumble wasn't his fault either because he has no protection on his blind side. And again, like I went, like I said to you before, the offensive line is what ruined this whole season. And you saw it firsthand on Saturday night in the second half. So uh, like I said, I'm happy it happened. We need a full restructure. And that was the first step was losing that game to get a higher draft pick. And Todd Downing left, and we'll get into that quickly. Um, but I'm not going to go crazy and go nuts over this because this off offensive line was never taking us anywhere this year. So uh, with that being said, big news that dropped about two hours ago. Uh, a lot of people were worried it was gonna wasn't going to happen. I thought for certainty there was no way around it that it was going to happen. Um, but I was a little concerned if it was going to happen today. Uh, but nevertheless, Todd Downing is finally, finally, finally gone. We don't have to worry about his awful play calling. We don't have to worry about anything that he brings to the table because there isn't anything. Um, you know, how relieved were you guys here in the news? I, I can't imagine it was any less than me. Ben? Uh, yeah, I mean, like a lot of people. Uh, I don't know if it was you who posted it, but somebody posted the old people on the slot machine. Yeah, that was me. Uh, yeah, saying waiting for uh, Titans fans, waiting for Downing to get fired. And you guys actually broke the news to me, not Twitter. I was um, – cooking and uh 
looked on my phone and saw the text messages and party this, party that. So I went on Twitter and saw it. And, um, you know, listen, you don't wish for anyone to, like, lose their job. It's their livelihood. But, like, we have been to the point where it was like, all right, I'm done with this guy. You know, I we've been done with him. You called it a while ago. Jared said it a while ago. His brother's a Raiders fan when he was the OC in Oakland. They were god-awful. Um, and he was the um, common denominator because you look at the years we had with Art, and I know the personnel was different, but you don't drop off from being a top three offense to a bottom three offense for no good reason. So I'm surprised he even, you know, had his job this year. I thought we'd fire him after last year, but you know, it was a move that had to be made. It was a move that should have been made in the middle of the season. I, I don't know why you have the the stones to fire your GM in the middle of the year, but then keep your, your offense coordinator. Who's clearly, he's just overmatched. I mean, I want to know this guy's background. I really do. Did he play ball? Did he, does he have family members in the league? Like how is he, one of 32 people in the world who have this job. So, listen, you don't wish bad on the guy, you know, but it's just funny to me that he had his best performance against Green Bay, gets a DUI, and then we lose seven straight. And not only that, but it was how, Sal, you were saying, um, you know, talking about the offensive line being the, the um, you know, basically the reason why we lost. I just thought – it was so fitting to go out the way we did, to stay in the game all game, have Dennis Daly get run by, sack, fumble, touchdown. Um, everything was just so Titan-esque as a Titans fan. Like, it was just so, you know, fitting, you know. So, listen, I wish the guy, you know, nothing but the best, I guess. But, you know, he's his job, you know, it should have been gone a while ago. Uh, so, obviously, I was happy. And, you know, if it didn't happen, then heads were going to roll and, um, you know, Sal was going to get his tattoo removed, I heard. But, um, you know, it had to happen. I'm glad it happened. Um, so not much more to say than that. So, yeah. Jared? Listen, man, this this, this was inevitable, inevitable, whatever the hell it is, uh, for inevitable. two years now. He should have never – yeah, thank you. You're my, you're my autocorrect. This should have never been ha- this should have never happened two years ago, like we said um, to begin with. He should have stayed the tight ends coach. He should have never been able to call plays. Um, the run first style offense now has been dead for years in the NFL with Derrick Henry. I mean, he is our workhorse. I am not bashing him at all. He's right behind me. I love him to death. Keep him on the team, but we need to be like the rest of the NFL, like the Josh Allen's, like the Patrick Mahomes, like the Joe Burrows. Throw the ball, throw the ball down the field, open lanes up for Derrick Henry. Yes, he's still in the backfield, but just. Maybe run them 20 times a game. Throw the ball fucking 40 times a game now. With this new offensive coordinator, whether it be uh, Ryan Tannehill, whether it be Tom Brady, whether it be Bryce Young, whether it be Aaron Rodgers, anybody that comes into this game needs to be able to stretch this field from this point going forward. We cannot adapt to the old school offense. So I'm glad that he is gone because him scheming up plays with Traylon Burks crossing the middle of the field and getting hit and laddering the fucking ball, he should have been fired on the spot on some, on Saturday night. How he even calls a play like that. Yeah. But um, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad that Keith Carter is done too uh, with the offensive line. Anthony Midget is another one. But like I said before, with the opening statement was uh, Craig Ackerman. He can go to because uh, the special teams has been horrific. The offensive line has been horrific, and the safeties and the corners have gone down since um, uh, 
what is his name? Uh, Com- Kerry Combs. He mm-hmm. left uh, to go back to Ohio State. But um, going into this, I think uh, we have our first fan submission of uh, of a reaction video for Todd Downing today on Twitter um, from a fan. So, uh, Sammy, could you play the lunatic that posted a video today for, uh, for us? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, it was, this was so worth almost actually getting into a fucking action. Um, yeah, just, this is just sheer emotion for me. Uh, and then I had a, a fireball shoot I mean, like cracked open and it happened. I mean, you're looking at it shotgun a beer. If I had a beer in the car and there were cops next to me, I still would have taken it. I do really care. He has multiple drinks. Thank you for uh, letting anyone who didn't see that see that because that was as pure emotion as you're gonna find. Um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, I got all my emotion out in that video. How happy I was! It's just the bittersweet. It really is because I'll tell you, who knows where this team might have went if they just had a guy call plays week 13, 14. You know what I mean? Not, I said not, earlier. I know the offensive line is was was what really was never going to get us anywhere, but you know we we really hung tough with every every team this year. We didn't, which, we got blown out twice, which leads uh, to the point of Rabel, man. Everybody bashed yeah. Rabel, and everyone was saying that Rabel needs to be held accountable. And he, didn't, I, I get, he didn't want to make any changes during the season. He knew we weren't going nowhere with the offensive line. Clearly, in the press conference, he said today, but uh, Rabel held people accountable today, and I was very happy to see that. Yeah. Yeah, he holds everyone accountable, though, but himself it seems sometimes. Yeah, but what is he gonna do? What is he gonna do with what he had in this team so no. far? He Listen, was, a, was love- a competitive team. The defense again, thirteen points. I know they scored twenty, but thirteen points they were held. That should win you an NFL football game. Listen, I love Rabel more than anybody else, but it almost seems like you know if he wanted to take matters into his own hands, why why would why was Dennis Daly Start of starting for every game, basically, aside from the one where no. Sal's best friend got to start with Dunes and he got hurt. You know, why was like, you know, I don't mean like actually say I need to do something better, show it by your actions. Obviously, this kid can't play professional football at this level, bench him, do something, you know. And then he was, I, I don't know, like things he said today, like I love him more than anybody else, but like calling out like soft tissue injury guys they need to get that right like it's well, it's the truth it, it is the truth no, hold, guess what? Injuries, every, every, they're soft Caleb i Martin, guess uh, christian Fulton, uh, all those guys man they, they yeah. can't stay on the field and they're going to be held accountable too because i guarantee you the cuts are going to be coming and there's going to be a lot more surprise cuts than bud dupree and taylor Lewan and others well yeah, bottom no, line I, is there, there's no Defending Dennis Daly should never have played as much as he did. Absolutely, there, there. I, I mean this genuinely. I really genuinely mean this. I, I, I think Isaiah Wilson might have played a better left tackle than Dennis Daly this year. He was that bad. I think I would have moved, moved, moved Petit Ferrer to the left. I said, "Yo, buddy, ever play left tackle? Let's give it a shot for a there, series. Yeah. See what you know what I mean." Like there was just like. You know, it, it was just Sal's alluded to it before. It's his, his ignorance, his arrogance, I guess, sometimes is, is frustrating because sometimes there's nothing worse than a person who feels like they're smarter than everybody when you know they're not. Not to say Vrabel is not smarter than everyone. He's, you know, 
uh, coach of the year last year, phenomenal coach, first losing season since he's been here and had an undermanned team ready to go every week. But it was like, because we were so close each game, you just feel like the difference between, and I say it all the time, 10 and seven and seven and 10 is coaching. So, you know, I know we can blame downing a lot for things, but you know, when you're Vrabel and you're a leader of men, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I was a little frustrated today with some of the things that he said, I guess. Yeah. You know? Listen, I, and I know Mike you Vrabel, feel way more adamant about it than I do. Yeah. Listen, Mike Rabel, he does a lot of good for the guys that he coaches. He does. I, I'm not going to say he didn't deserve coach of the year last year. Not saying that, but you know, for all the good he does, he has a lot of faults. He has a lot of faults. I mean, you're the head coach. Like I said already, there's no way there was no one on a practice squad on the street, on the anywhere that could have that could have played left tackle better than Dennis Daly. There's just no way. And you're the head coach, and you should have figured out a way to better prepare someone to try to protect the quarterback. That's on him. I mean, really, it is on him. Um, the fact that he continued to or let Todd Downing be the OC this year, that's on him too. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I know the general manager realistically has higher power, but if Rabel made it a, a point to J-Rob before the season started and said, listen, this guy doesn't have it, we all knew it. How did he not know it? So to all the good he does, he has a lot of faults. He likes to keep things in-house. He's a little bit stubborn, and we got to shy away from that. He's got to wake up and smell the roses here. All right, this team needs to change its identity completely, and it's going to start with him. He gets he motivates these guys and and listen we already alluded to it he did a lot to help this defense that was pretty undermanned and not the most talented in the world do enough to keep them in at almost every game but you know you're also the coach of the offense too and you got to make the necessary adjustments and you got to you know pick the correct personnel to help your team succeed and he hasn't done that so far now he's starting this this go round this offseason Hopefully he was, you know, the ringleader involved of saying, all right, enough's enough. Adios. We'll never know. Uh, but, you know, he, for all we know, it could have been a similar situation with Malarkey. Where Amy said to him, listen, it's either you or him. Or it's either it's either he's gone or you're both gone. I mean, we don't know that. It could, be, it could very well have been the case. And maybe he's, he took a different path than Mike, Mike Malarkey and said, all right, he can go. Nobody will know. Only the team will know. Uh, but the bottom line is we weren't going anywhere with this whole line. If this was what needed to happen to get rid of Todd Downing, then, you know, adios, amigos. So uh, next thing I want to jump into, and you before, can give me before your – Before you want to – Yeah, go ahead. I want to jump into something. I really want to say something because it's been pissing me off for the past uh, 48 hours. Uh, people bash all three of us, whether it'll be for you know on the show with our takes. You know, Sal, you get a lot of shit. Um, you know, and we just go back and forth because we're very vocal on Twitter. I've seen people blow you up for criticizing the video about um, Kevin Byard, you know, how he should be, you know, either cut or, you know, with less money. But people have been saying the last 48 hours that Jeffrey Simmons should be traded off this team. And I think by far that is the worst take of 2022, 2023, and before mm. uh, beyond. Yeah. He is the staple to a defense that – you build around just like you build around your offensive line. You you're never going to, you're never going to get that back. So the people out there that are saying trade Derrick Henry for Bryce young, move up in the draft and all this other shit. No, it's not. There's too much draft capital to move up into the draft to trade a star player, a proven player like that. You have an Aaron Donald 2.0. You want to trade another person. You want to keep trading people like, 
uh, AJ Brown, Jack Conklin. People blew, uh, you know, gave me shit for saying John New Smith. Yeah, John New Smith's not doing anything in um, New, New England, but he also he did uh, wonders for the Tennessee Titans when he was over here. So stop not paying your homegrown talent and letting them go somewhere else and start keeping people in-house. I don't care how much the price is. You can figure it out. All these other teams figured it out. The Rams figured it out. They had all-star capital, all-star players uh, on their lineup. They paid them. We have to figure it out too. Yeah. Oh, no, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's – People are very react. Instead of looking at the big picture, often people are very reactionary where they say, okay, well, for the second half of the year, he wasn't the same. And, you know, well, it was for a reason. It's not because the kid wasn't into it or unmotivated. It was because he had an ankle injury and he was legitimately in tears in the post-game interview saying he had to shoot up his ankle, you know, for eight weeks basically to be able to play. And this is Coming from a guy who basically, if he wanted to, he's in line for a huge payday, whether it's with us, hopefully with us, or wherever he's at, they get paid 25 plus million a year. So he could have really babied that and said, I'm not ready. I don't want, you know, to not risk further injury. But he is a, you know, he's a, he's a dog. You know, he's a lion. I know he posts that line every week on his, his uh, Insta story. So if we got rid of him, you know, I'll love this team till the end of my days, but it would be hard to want to get rid of him. You know what I mean? I don't care if you're – unless Peyton Manning, like, prospect is in this draft. I mean, you are you want to pair up picks and our best player, pound for pound, probably on the team for Bryce Young, and what are you going to do with him? We're going to give him no offensive line. What do you, what do you, what do you want to do? You know what I mean? Give up, it's just give up like, that much draft capital when we need that much. Even if we don't hit anybody in free agency, we ha- we have that equity to move around, fluctuate in the second and third round. You're just going to lose on one quarterback. I get that. Yeah. that I get there's talent there, but I mean that's just an overblown um, take. And you know, some of us, you know, we all have you know bad takes, but that one it, it, it yeah. exceeds everything. Yeah, it makes no, it makes zero zero sense to to uh, get rid of a guy that. During his uh, meet and greet with fans, as soon as he was drafted, uh, season ticket ho- season ticket holders, I still have the video. He said, "I'm going to win this team a championship," and he already said it during the press. And now other guys said that as well that they want to stay in Tennessee, they want to retire here, and they're no longer here. I won't mention any names, but um, one thing just for the sake of discussion that I'll bring up uh, is I, I really do think Bryce Young is that dude. Um, I would never trade. Jeffrey Simmons for him at all. Uh, but, you know, uh, for the sake of discussion, you know, you're saving your, you, you would be saving yourself about 25 million a year uh, if Jeffrey Simmons wasn't on the team. I don't want it to happen in a bazillion years, but I'm just saying it's still a crazy take. But, you know, you talk about getting rid of him and putting a top. Re- quarterback in the draft in front of this offensive line well that's a ton of money you'd be saving technically to possibly do something about that offensive line but i don't want it to happen there's no 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 reason to do it at all jeffrey simmons deserves every dollar he's going to get obviously he was hurt i thought he was hurt weeks ago and it's obvious now that he was and he still had at least somewhat of an impact um give him the money he's not going to take advantage of it i think he's going to be a hall of fame uh defensive tackle and i think uh he should retire titan I don't think anybody should wear 98 ever again. I think that's how it's, you know, uh, that's where it's trending in that direction. We hope it does. Uh, but next topic I want to get into, you know, gun to your head. Who's the quarterback of the Titans next year and why? 
Jarrett? Uh, gun to my head, I'm praying and hoping it's um, somehow Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I said it to you guys last night. I sent you a million gifs of um, I'm all in on Aaron Rodgers. He uh, even said it in his press conference yesterday. He he didn't want to give up his jersey uh, post game, so he probably sees the writing on the wall for himself too to just get a fresh start. Whether they cut him, and uh, it's Jordan Love's party, and then he just comes over here on a, on a friendly vet deal because he knows. Yeah, we need we need stuff. He's a great. Ain't gonna boy. be friendly, Jarrett. Not to cut not, you off. Just so you know, ain't gonna be nothing friendly about that well, deal. I, I'm not saying friendly, but it's gonna be it's gonna be sixty million. But I'm not saying twenty five or anything. That's friendly. But, <laughs> but listen, a year for well, you know we'll see how it goes. But I think somehow they get Aaron Rodgers. If not, I still I still believe it's gonna be Tannehill. So just the way the the presser went with um with Rabel today, but. It's either one of those two quarterbacks, I'm going to say. Because I think all in favor right now, it's not going to be the Brady show. I think Brady's going to Vegas you know, with Josh McDaniels again, and he's going to the West Coast. All right. I, uh, I tend to agree. I don't want it to be Tannehill, but I think that Vrabel refuses to go into a rebuild because he's not that kind of guy where you bring him in and, you know, he's not going to – He's not going to coach a three and fourteen team. He's just not. It's not his. He wants to win now. I think they will do everything they can. I was thought it was crazy a few weeks ago when Jarrett was talking about it, and I, you know, I told him I was like, "Yeah, no shot." But if you want to retool and go all in and extend your window for the next few years. Go for it. Go for Rogers. Why not? He's been on McAfee's podcast a few times. Uh, singing Vrabel's praises. So, you know, and you got to think he loves Nashville like everybody else. You got to think it's, for him, a division that's very winnable because Houston and Indy are going to be struggling while they rebuild. Um, And now Jacksonville has a first-place schedule next year. So this is a division that's very winnable. Um, I think he would, you know, I don't know. I just if it's not him, it's probably going to be Tannehill. I I don't think we're drafting a quarterback, but if you want to go all in and you know cut a bunch of dead meat off the roster and and, and go after him and try and load up around him, I mean, look what the Jags did. They spent a lot of money and they won the division. So who's to say with talent that we already have on this team, if we threw in Rodgers and spent money in free agency and um, you know, Rogers, according to uh, our buddy Sammy, has a house in Nashville. I didn't know that. So, um, you know, if you want to spend a bunch of money and take a shot, then go for it. Um, but if not, I think it's going to be it's going to be Tannehill. Um, you know, because I don't think you're going to put a rookie on this team or Josh Dobbs and give us the best chance to win. Um, so that being said, I hope it's Rogers, uh, but gun to my head, uh, probably time. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, who I would want to be quarterbacking the Titans next year. Um, I'd love Aaron Rodgers. That'd be number one. I mean, I, I, before I get into every, anything else, the people out there that actually think that Ryan Tannehill gives this team a better chance to win than Aaron Rodgers. Go seek help. They're out there. I've talked to them all day today. It's insanity. 
I hey, don't yo. know where all this faith comes from this guy because he had one excellent regular season and allowed our running back to take us to the AFC championship. I don't understand it, but all these people have so much blind faith in this guy who needs everything to go right around him in order to succeed. And I'm over it folks. Aaron Rodgers is still him. Okay. Don't tell me only because he has one ring. He's not one of the greatest of all time. Cause then that case, Dan Marino wouldn't be in the conversation. Okay, Dan Marino's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Elway only has one. Okay. So oh he has two. Has two. Oh, he has two. He has two. Yeah, he got two at the end. Regardless, he is him. He is an excellent, excellent quarterback. If you have a chance to bring him on this team, you got to do it. But I'm telling you, here's why it's not going to happen. Because everything has to come into place before he would consider coming here. That we need to shore up the offensive line. That we need to get better receivers. And none of that's going to happen before he has an opportunity to get here. Because he holds all the cards. You know that. He's got all the say. You know They're not just going to deal him without consulting with him first. Because he just has too much respect in this league. And he's done too much for that organization. So it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be the quarterback of the Titans next year. But... I'll say a prayer to Jesus himself to maybe make it happen. Do you well, see – do you see – oh, my bad. I'll let you go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you see, since you don't say that, and he's not a pending free agent, Aaron Rodgers, without them cutting him or trading him to the Titans, with a pending free agency, Tom Brady, you think that Rabel would go after Brady hard on a player-friendly friendly deal? Knowing that, how, knowing that Gronkowski could possibly come out of retirement again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Jerry, it's it. not going to be a player-friendly deal. Tom Brady's getting thirty million too. That's. I mean, that's a lot of money. It's yeah, but how much is he going to pay? It's going to be forty-six coming in this to this offseason. I mean, it's still Tom fucking Brady. I mean, this is the way it is. You know, both these guys are hitting about to. Rogers is what thirty-nine, not if not yeah, 40, 39. Oh, I mean, these guys, but these guys are premier quarterbacks. They're Hall of Fame quarterbacks. They're not taking, they're not taking team friendly deals, especially on on a team like Tennessee, where if they somehow did get here, there'd be a million uncertainties before they even got here. Um, I mean, it really depends on how much of a culture change this team's willing to take, because the Titans of the last five six years clearly weren't even considering Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or any other quarterback for that matter. It was Tannehill. He came in, did what was necessary, and they were over with him, and that's why he has the contract. If they're willing to go balls to the wall, then fuck it. I mean, that would be great. But that remains to be seen. I'm not just taking the OC firing and the GM firing as them going to be you know, a completely different franchise that's going to do all these win-now you know, Rams-type moves to get a Super Bowl. I hope it happens, but I'll say this before we move on. And I mean this wholeheartedly, and I'll take all the heat for it. Here are quarterbacks that I would rather see other than Ryan Tannehill next year. Starting Malik Willis, Joshua Dobbs, either of them. No, I'm sorry. Either of them. I was saying, please don't fucking say it. No, because here's here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. What, What is the point of just putting Tannehill in because he gives us the best chance to possibly win the AFC South? He's not winning us the Super Bowl. So he, you think he, one of those two are? No, no, I don't. But so then you're giving have, up a full rebuild. But it's not a rebuild because Tannehill's going uh, going nowhere. Stop thinking he's going to magically become good enough to win a Super Bowl. It's never going to happen. Just because he's the better one, you have to start trying to build something. If you think that maybe Joshua Dobbs has the capability of progressing as a quarterback and getting better, he's 27 then you give him a shot. 
Or if you think Malik Willis can progress with a new offensive coordinator who's going to use him to build his, to go off of his strengths, RPO, running on the, throwing on the run, all that, then you need to put him in and start making him progress. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this guy being our option because he's just better than the other. We need to try to get into a position to get a quarterback who can start to get us towards a Super Bowl. I'm not saying either of those guys are going to do it next year, but Ryan Tannehill's not. So why are we wasting another year of either of those guys possibly progressing just to just to put us in a best position to win the AFC South? It's silly. It's silly. We're gonna we're gonna do it anyway with one of those too. So we'll, we're gonna do it. Uh, so why are we gonna keep prolonging the inevitable? So then it can't another be another year, any, Henry. So give us another year, of Jeffrey. It can't Simmons. be one of them three. Then I'll tell you what. I think the Malik Willis. Uh, experiment might be over because I'll tell you what you're I'm not. Bob's won the job as about yeah because you if you let's just say you're not bringing in you're not going to have just Dobbs and, and Malik as your one and two next year you're going to bring in somebody else whether it's Rogers Tannehill Derek Carr God forbid I don't know you're bringing in somebody else there's got to be an odd man out and I think that Malik Willis is. Jared or Vin, how how could anyone, how could anyone evaluate a quarterback with this offensive line? It's virtually impossible. Yeah, but 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 Sal, 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 look at what Dobbs did. He made sometimes I you got to make chicken soup out of chicken shit, yeah. and Dobbs looked completely competent. And why? Cam Malik Willis. Why didn't he look like that? Because they're I think not, he was because a, he's I think handing he was, the ball off 30 times a game and throwing uh, it 15. They oh, actually yeah. let Dobbs throw. So they, they don't let believe him throw. Because they can't they believe he's not gonna do it. And that's what Good. that's what Vrabel well, said. He needs you know to, what? Because uh, you got an offensive coordinator that's a fucking asshole. We we agree. Listen, look what look what look what San Fran's doing with Brock Purdy. He was the last fucking pick of the whole draft. You're gonna tell yeah. me a guy who knows what he's doing. Couldn't come in and make Dobbs or Willis a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. They're both more mobile. And and Dobbs, you can make an argument now, is maybe just as accurate as Tannehill. Because outside of the turnovers that he had, he was playing pretty fucking well. And he has more mobile. He evaded sacks. Listen, I don't, I'm not trying to say that either of those guys are better than Ryan Tannehill right now. They're not. But we're not winning a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. So why are we going to waste another year just to have a guy that's a little bit better who can't perform in the playoffs have a decent regular season? It's a waste. You you got to pick a guy to start trying to have a future with. And and yeah. listen, I, Dobbs is definitely, you know, it, it's a shot in the dark. But, you know, if, if you're not going to get Aaron Rodgers, which I don't think you are, then I'm, I'm just so tired of all of us thinking that Tannehill is going to be able to do it. He needs everything well, you, to go his way. I'm sick of you it. You asked who we think is going to be the quarterback, not who we want. You know, so well, you do we want Tannehill? When I said either do of those we, two guys. Well, well you, do we it's want like Tannehill? Like almost you're contradicting yourself where you're saying we're going to go nowhere with Tannehill, but we're also going to go nowhere with Dobbs and Malik, which I understand you want to see what the future is, but. It's a crapshoot anyway. So if you win the AFC South, we're one of those two teams, and you're not going nowhere. You're not going nowhere with any of the quarterbacks. So why don't we just bring in somebody new? But just for sake of discussion, how do you know we're not going anywhere with Joshua Dobbs? Listen, listen, I'm he just is curious. a very solid backup quarterback. And it's like, why, why is he a solid you backup? Think it, 
You think he can go shoot for shoot with uh, Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes? With an offensive line? I don't know. Did you? He was literally 13 for 15 I with a buck 20 and a touchdown in the first half. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who's in the playoffs? Because oh, we shit the bed. What, you're going to tell me Jacksonville's not a good team now? They're not a good team? I, I did not say they're a good – I did not say that. They're a good team, but it's the Jaguars, still the Jaguars. We we held them to 13 points in this game. They should have no business winning this football game. They had negative because one yard in the, the fourth quarter. offensive line, Exactly. Garrett. No, the af- offensive coordinator, too, should have never been okay, – they, they, they should have never sat, sat on that lead. Fine. But you're going to tell me, after watching that first half, that there is no possibility that this kid could be an NFL starter. There's no po- because he was on five teams and didn't get any starts. The other teams, no, I gave There's him no all the way. praise in the world the last two weeks. I love Josh Dobbs. I said it. I said it. But I still think you bring in Rodgers. I think I still think Tannehill will beat him out too. I want Aaron Rodgers. I would go nuts if we got him. I'm telling I, you, I think it's a pipe dream. Of course, what, it is. It, what wouldn't be a pipe dream is giving Joshua Dobbs an opportunity to win the starting job next year. Yeah, to I win saw, it, but I don't think he will win it. That's my but, opinion. But based off of what? Based off of what? What did, what did he what did he do outside of the last play of the game, which was terrible? Uh, he threw a check down on a fourth down. Yeah. You know, you can't do that. But what did you see in the Dallas game with nobody around them, by the way? He still threw for like 280. And Saturday, that makes you think that he's just a career backup. What I don't, what? I don't see him in, in a battle with uh, these elite quarterbacks like Burrow and and um well, I mean, they're all world Allen. players. They're all world players. Yeah, Until we have an opportunity to get an all world all world player, you can't you can't say. I'm saying, what evidence that you have? Do you have that he couldn't be a competent NFL starter? Not I don't. The, I did, not at the moment. Not but at the moment. We're we're so henpecked with Tannehill because Tannehill's beating them guys. So that's what we're used to right now. Who's he? So beating? that's what he's beating uh, Allen. He's beating Mahomes. He's beat. Oh, I don't think he's beat Burrow. But he hasn't beat beaten Burrow. He's beaten but, Mahomes, but he's never beaten any of the – well, I mean, he's lost playoffs, more yes. times than – he's lost to them more times than he's beaten them. He's beaten Burrow once. He's beaten uh, Mahomes I think technically – no, twice. I'm pretty sure only twice. But then he's – I mean, I don't want to get too hell-bent on this. I'm, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm done with Ryan Tannehill, man. I'm just done with him. The guy needs every fucking thing to go right for him to succeed. He hasn't had one big moment in the playoffs. Never thrown over 100 yards in a playoff win. Stop having so much blind faith in this guy. Either either try someone new. This is the last thing I'll say. We'll move on. If we're not going to get Aaron Rodgers, watch out. I don't think we are. Then you should really consider doing a rebuild. And, and starting a rebuild would be putting somebody in there um, that you know you just want to see how he could succeed. That's the last thing I'll say. And I think you you got to give Willis another chance. You got to give him an opportunity to maybe do something because we had the worst OC in football and the worst O-line in football. And you're just going to take that film and 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 say, okay, just because Dobbs did decent because he's had more time in the NFL, Willis is a bust. It can't be that way. It's not fair to him. It's really not. The kid still has a ton of intangibles, and I'm not willing to throw the towel on him. But that's the last I'll, I'll say about it. To be continued. Yeah, it's it's a, listen, uh, you know, it's a it's a crapshoot right now. The quarterback position of this team, it is. That's why I wouldn't be upset, honestly, to just full send it and try to get Bryce Young. I really wouldn't. I really fucking wouldn't because at least with this kid, 
it's going to be tough to miss with this kid. At least Every, I everything's on the table at this point. But like, it's so raw into the offseason right now. I mean, we're going to read so much shit. We're going to see yeah. so much shit with this new offensive coordinator. You know, if they hire him quick. So you know, we're here all year. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's 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 the that's the good news. I'm sure we'll be able to do shows when certain things happen and we can have our arguments. But it is what it is. I'm completely, completely done with Aaron, uh, Ryan Tannehill, and that I swear on my mother, I'll never be back on the bandwagon. I just won't. So that's all I got to say about that. And and uh, that's it. So let's move on to our uh, our picks of the week. Uh, we've been really killing it so far. So five and zero. Five and zero. If you guys have been betting on them, definitely let us know. And uh, you know, we're going to keep it rolling. Uh, Vin, you want to start us off with what you got this week in the wild card weekend? I am rolling with the team that just beat us, the Jacksonville Jaguars, at home. Um, pretty healthy, I would say. They got a team that's traveling cross country that is banged up. Bosa left the game. Mike Williams left the game. And I like to fade the public. And right now, all the money is on the Chargers. They're the sexy pick. I think they were coming into the year. And they, uh, you know, finished the season strong. I believe they went 5-1 and one or 4-1 and one to end the year. But, um, yeah, I think it uh, stops with, with Jacksonville. I think that, uh, you know, ride the hot hand at home, you know, getting a point. I uh, I'm rolling with the uh, the Jags plus the point. So excellent, Jared. Same thing with me. I am going with a home dog as well in uh, Tom Brady and the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus three. I see them absolutely winning this game by a touchdown against the Dallas Cowboys, who have been struggling as of late the last two weeks. So uh, the choke the choke artists will continue to choke in the playoffs. So Brady's moving on. All right. And I'm unfortunately going to have to fade uh, Vin on this one. I absolutely love the Chargers in this game. Listen, Jacksonville made the playoffs. Uh, really, it was gifted to them. Absolutely gifted. Trevor Lawrence, as good as he's played at the end of this year, he this was a big game for him, biggest game of his career, and he didn't look that great at all. Absolutely didn't look that great at all. And I think Justin Herbert is ready for this moment. It should have happened way earlier than this. He is the real deal. And I think that team's going to rally around him, and they're going to take care of business in Jacksonville. And I think they're going to make some noise. I would not be shocked whatsoever if they snuck into the AFC Championship game. Not at all. Uh, so that's our picks for the week. Unfortunately, bonus, we can't. Bonus pick, upset alert, the Minnesota Vikings. The Giants are going to get it done this week, plus three, I think. Mm, eh, well, like the Vikings that. are choke artists, so wouldn't be surprising. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to go undefeated for the rest of the for for the rest of the year because uh, me and Vin are going opposites of the spectrum here. Um, unless it's a push, and then you know we won't call it a loss. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, so, uh, yep, that's our picks for the week. Um, before we 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 go, uh, just to do a little celebration for the fact that um, the big bad wolf is gone, tied down, and we got a little little uh send off for him um, praise the Lord. that was actually a different hallelujah than i was expecting but it it i was thinking about the one with like the choir when they're like hallelujah but either one that one does just as fine too uh, it's a it's a somber night for uh, the Downing family. We wish you the best. 
Hopefully you can find a, a different pre- uh, profession because I don't think calling offenses is the best route if you're looking to advance your career. So um, as always, make sure you check us out on YouTube, Sick Podcast, Talking Titans, all the uh, podcast platforms we're on. Uh, we'll have some updates on Twitter when we're going to be on next. Uh, I'm sure we'll be on sooner than later to recap any other big moves that the team makes. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll be able to ramp up for next season and have some exciting things to talk about uh, with this team because the changes looks like they're coming on fast. And uh, it's an exciting time because uh, it looks like this team is trying to move in the direction of a culture change. And that's what we need if we want to compete with the big dogs. So before we go, anything you guys want to add before we uh, sign out? Absolutely. All enjoy, right, folks. Well, uh, we we, uh, we thank you for, for being with us this year. Like I said, we'll be back soon. Uh, and as always, tighten up. Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.